Hi everyone, this is Joshua Hoffman and welcome to another episode of the Masters in Marketing Agency podcast, where we deconstruct the why and how agency owners found their success and discuss a few things they learned along the way. Today I have Laval Chichester, the founder and CEO of Growth Skills, a marketing agency helping brands increase revenue and brand awareness using world-class growth marketing. Welcome, Laval. How are you, sir? As he, as he takes a quick sip, just to yeah. make sure that the, uh, the voice is, uh, is ready to go. Yeah, my daughter beat me up this morning. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, maybe, so maybe this is the perfect start thing, because I want to start with a quote that I saw on your LinkedIn. I, I think it was, uh, which is, quote, you have to embrace the suck, be fearless, and stare the problem in front of you right in your eyes and solve it, end quote. Uh, can you explain kind of what that means to you? Yeah. So to me, and this goes right into like, uh, I'm a martial artist. I have a second degree black belt in Hapkido. I have a, um, and a brown belt in Kyokushin. And I've done Muay Thai, bare knuckle, you know, MMA. I've, um, I've done like Kali and Krav Maga, like just like love martial arts, right? And the thing you realize when you fight in a competition, whether it be MMA, I fought in um in bare knuckle karate. You know, the 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 suck <laughs> is is your competition, and and usually I'm one ninety five, and I weigh I I weigh one my fight weight is one ninety five, and I'm like six uh, I'm five eleven, but that puts me in in heavyweight and super heavyweight. And just, it's just my genes, bro. <laughs> and it's unfortunate because the people I used to fight against were just huge monsters, bro. Like, <laughs> I knocked this guy out, and there's a, the clip on it online. He was, he, he was at least 220, two maybe, and he was 6'3". And I fought this other guy <laughs> who was, like, 6'11". Like, 6'11", like, to put 6'11", like a, a a fight against a man who's six eleven. To put that into context, when you bow at the end of your fight, you literally <laughs> bow and and like you like hug. When I hugged him, it was just pure butt cheeks. That's how tall he was. It's like you know you, you don't pat him on the back. It's just a butt cheeks. So so you and in that in that situation, if you're hurt or you're injured. You got to embrace that shit because the, he's not going to stop. The fight's not going to stop because you're uncomfortable. And I equate that to um to, to, to business because my dream job was, was being a chief marketing officer. I got the opportunity, but they didn't tell me that they were going out of business, right? So when I got there, I interviewed and I asked the right questions. So I knew there was problems, but like five months in, I was like, oh, wow, I don't think from a career standpoint, I could actually do this. Like, I don't think that I'm equipped with the skills to save a business. You know what I mean? That's like a hard ask. And there's a lot of people that were, were relying on me, my plan to save that business. And, um, and I just embraced the suck into like kudos to the team that I, that I, that was there with me, like the sales, the sales folks and marketing folks. Yo, they they were like positive and move forward and like help me build a plan and execute it. Most most importantly, but they embraced the situation, like you know, and 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 being an entrepreneur, like everyone tells the story about, oh yeah, 
it's great and I make business, but the journey is lonely, honestly. It's lonely and a lot of the times it sucks. So you got to embrace that, you know? Yeah, that's what that means. Yeah, no, that was perfect. I was obviously going to ask you how it relates to entrepreneurship. So I uh, appreciate you kind of diving into that automatically. And you must be some kind of renaissance man because the next thing I wanted to talk about was actually, um, I think it was your major, which was creative writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you have everything from the creative writing to the bare knuckle boxing, which I don't think is, uh, I think that might be a first. Uh, I can safely say it's a first on, on our podcast. But the question I, I have there is, why and how did you get into creative writing and did that eventually lead to anything in marketing? Yeah, so that's my whole thing too. Like I I didn't know what I wanted to do in, in college, right? And it's kinda like on and, and like I, I equated this to like my daughter, like kids, kids. And I, I read because of Brooklyn College, I, I fell in love with Ralph Waldo Emerson, who's one of the best writers in, in and I guess philosophers, and he wrote an essay called Self-Reliance. And in that essay, talking sorry, yeah, in that essay, he he talks about how you know we put controls on kids. There you go. He he puts controls. We as as adults put controls on kids. Like kids just want to whatever, bro. They're 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 attached to God. They just, they just were born and they're going to learn and get it done, whatever, and explore and in ways that like we deem as adults inappropriate. So we put the constraints on them. And, um, and so like fast forward and then you're like, you got to go to school, you got to learn these things. And half the things I learned in school, I don't make money off that, like half of it. But, um, (coughs) so in high school, I didn't know. I um I wanted to be a novelist. I didn't know that, and so then I then I was like, oh, like I think second year, I was like, oh, I want to be a novelist. And I grew up in Brooklyn, and I was like, oh, Brooklyn College has one of the best the best writing writing programs. So I went there, and then after and then the thing about writing is fast forward. Like I I have a bunch of content writers on. I run a bunch of publishing sites and like. Writing is extremely important, but what Brooklyn College taught me is how to read and 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 and, and read right. So like reading is very important if you're gonna if you're gonna run a business. And so like my the pace the pace that I had to read in terms of like books and like digest information. And honestly, I'm a little bit of a slow learner, right? Like it's just it takes me longer to get it, but when I get it. Bro, I'll knock you out. Like, in, like in, in in the in the karate sense, right? So, um, yeah. So for me, once like I read so many incredible things and were were exposed to so many incredible things that now, if I need to learn something or read something, I'll I could read I could read any book and get the information that I need. Write a blog post, write an essay, build a business plan for the team, all those types of things, and. And, you know, English, the being an English major, creative writing has set me up for extreme success uh, from a business standpoint. Yeah, for those not watching the video, I ran really quick and got my self-reliance book, which was the closest uh, book to me. So I, I had to show off a little bit there. Um, I love philosophy and, and this is transcendentalism. And uh, obviously Walden is in the same boat there, um, which I have this dream of, of one day soon, hopefully going to live in the woods for 
a few months as well. So uh, you could have brought up like a better topic for me. Um, right. However, now back back to the point. What kind of a student were you in school? Honestly, like I, I've always been a good student. I, I live by the philosophy of, of Mark Twain. I don't, I don't know. He's a tribute to this quote, but I think someone probably said it before because everything's a remix, right? Yeah, but exactly. he's, he said like. Never let schooling get in in the way of your education. So while while I was in school, I was like, "Oh man, this writing stuff is cool. I should probably and I want to be a novelist." And honestly, like, there's a, I wanted to like inspire people and change change lives, right? Like that's why I wanted to write, like on some help self help stuff, right? Whatever. But I was like, "Oh, so if I learn how to put videos and and graphics together with sound." I could probably be more effective at the goal of of helping someone, changing their life, that type of thing, right? So I was like, oh, how do you do that? And I, I picked up Final Cut Pro for dummies. Uh, Apple had Final oh. Cut Pro. That that was the, the main editing software at the time that you could afford. Uh-huh. And, um, and I picked that up and I learned it. And then I was like, oh, man, I'm pretty good at this editing stuff. <laughs> um, and 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 that was fantastic and then and then and i kept i kept going from there right so and i built a business on that i didn't know anything about about a business like running a business and um and but the goal of 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 you know editing and learning that was was important and that's and that you know and from there i I learned more goals and, and i graduated to um so to being a chief marketing officer, which was, was my main co- career goal. And from there, I went on to running my own thing. So, um, yeah. Well, let's double, let's double click on that then. Uh, why did you start the firm? Uh, and, and I guess how? Honestly, my first business, I was like, yo, people pay me for this? Great. <laughs> and because and, I didn't want to work for anyone. And, and people were paying me to cut, to edit videos. Um, and, and in my, what I, in each part of my career, what I did was I, I started to compound skills. So I was like, Oh, I know how to write. Oh, I know how, now I know how to do these videos. Oh, so I'm doing videos for like vitamin water. I should probably learn how to build a website because they're going to put the videos on the website. And so I taught myself that. And then I'm a poor college kid. So I was like, how do you, uh, get traffic to a website? And I learned SEO and I was like, oh, and just looking stuff up and reading and applying, applying it. Right. And then I learned SEO. I was like, this is incredible. Fast forward. I didn't know how to run a business. Um, I had to sell, I had to like, develop, like kill that company. But fast forward, at, you know, I get into advertising and um, at one of, one of, you know, independent agency, you know, but like big advertising Credentials has been around for 14 years. They were uh, they had big clients like Apple and Western Union, and um, and I was like, yeah, they're going to pay me to do search engine optimization. This is incredible. So in that you know in that situation, because I was self taught, I quickly realized like no one knows the applications. They know they talk about the theory because they read that in some book. But no one has like built a site and actually applied it, and and I was just like a unicorn, you know what I mean? And so I was, and 
you know, and, and even now, they put you in very rigid boxes. They're like, oh, that's the SEO guy. So the SEO guy, and especially at this time, will bring me the keywords. Whatever that even means. They'll bring me the keywords, and, and that's it. So as the SEO guy, you can't be creative, God forbid. Despite my background as an English major and running a video production company, being actually creative, no. That's not what SEO, SEO get, people do, right? It's like that type of thing. And, um, and, but when I took over the group, I was like, the CEO was like, hey, you now have to run organic search and Google ads. I was like, great. I won't do it unless you let me do it my way. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but sure. <laughs> and basically, I built a different model and I took in 14 years, they could not build this group and my model, which is integrating search. So if you put anything into Google, what I created is a way to show up number one in Google ads and show up number one in SEO. And we've mastered that at growth skills, but this is 2020, let's say 2013, um, into 2014, even now, like I talk companies all the time, I'll, I'll show them. You're spending $14 million in Google Ads, but you're not ranking organically. And they're like, no one's ever shown me this. And so back then, it was just like, it was like showing fire to cave people. So I I, I took the group from 500,000 to 2 million in less than a year, and then to 5 million quickly after that. And that put me on average just 40 on the 40 list. And then from there, I, um, I was just like, yo, there's a better way of doing this. Because at, at every point, I was like, hey, we should do this. And because of the limitations of understanding of the CEO at the time, they don't understand the craft. So it'll be a year until they understand what I was thinking about. And they're like, oh, we should do it. And they're like, oh, we should do it because a publication told them they should do it. I'm like, yo, if, you, if, if you're listening to the tradecraft ad age, ad week, if you're listening to what they said you should do, we've lost our way. We're no longer dictating or on the cutting cutting edge, you're just reacting to someone else's point of view. And I've been telling you for, for years. So for me, it's like I got to do my own thing, but because I could move quicker because it's my craft. It's not like you, you know. Do you think there's any importance to like making sure that a CEO understands what the heck you're doing, or do you think it's better to just go with the mentality of essentially telling him or her, you know? Just trust me. Like, let me do me, and then I'll give you your monthly, quarterly reports. But like, I don't want to teach you how the the sausage is made, type thing. Just trust me. Only works for very specific CEOs. You will always have to build a business case to to get something. You know, I've been on agency side and brand side in both cases. You have to you have to build a case. But what I'll tell you, being the CEO of my own shop, the speed. Is, is of my understanding of what wins in a business scenario just gives a, it's a competitive advantage, right? So like I try to build the learning version of what we have at Grow Skills with a, with a video-based like system. And I, I try to build it at the, at the old agency and they, they're like, oh, so because we built websites, they're like, oh, it's going to cost $300,000 to build it and grow. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, I got the WordPress. I was like, I have the WordPress theme. So if you tell, and you know, the head of website development at the time, like, this good. You do not know current technology. And this was back then. You don't know current technology because current technology, it should not take you, take us that amount of money to build this thing, right? And then, you know, I, when I was a CMO, um, Pfizer and GSK came to us and they're like, hey, we'll give you $20,000 to, 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 um, to build. To, to, to promote our, our CBD brand. We launched a CBD product. It's called 36 Bushels. Um, we're going to give you this money to promote it on Google and Facebook. And it was impossible. I mean, there's ways around it. We figure that out now. But at the time, this is 20, like 2019, 2020, um, it was hard. So for me, it was like, oh, this is an opportunity. Because like the searching, Google still lets you rank for the words and doing the research. The the, 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 the the search volume on like strains and different things are, is enormous, enormous, enormous amount of, you know, active searches, like over, you know, 90,000, like real, real demand. And, and how SEO works is searching and optimization is that a portion of demand, once you get to ranking in the top five positions, a, por a portion of that monthly search volume turns into monthly traffic. And then based on the website, uh, conversion rate that turns into a lead or a sale, right? So when I saw that, you know, I mentioned it to the company CEO, and like, oh, we can't do that. And then when I left, I just built myself. Like you know, like people play video games. Like build, building that site was my video game. And now watching the the rankings go up, the site traffic's go up. You know, like people collect coins on in in Mario Brothers. Bro, yeah. I collect cash from my website. It, it's real. It's real money. Like my wife is like playing Candy Crush. Bro, I'm, I'm collecting <laughs> cash from the internet. <laughs> because my rankings go up. That's my video game. Like, literally, we'll watch some nonsense on Netflix when we're chilling, <laughs> and she'd be crushing candy, and I'd be crushing cash. <laughs> I'm just optimizing an article. I'll publish it. And I am I love it, bro. Like, you know? I, I guess that's a sign of a good... Like, a CEO, like, I tried, and they're like, they, they don't understand. So it's like, why would I make you rich here? I've already made you... A multi-millionaire, so now it's my time. You know? uh, and we we obviously spoke a little bit before this, and you kind of have mentioned that you actually now use that website to essentially kind of get new clients. Can you talk about that for a second? Yeah. So this this is the thing. I believe every company in this day and age needs to operate as as a publisher. And what that means is you need to build the processes and, and the skill set of researching what content articles let's start with articles that you need to write that benefits you, your 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 prospect or potential client you create that some articles are going to have like a consideration phase right so i was just telling the client this if you if you you know they're a big e-commerce uh site and if you're like men's grooming like people, like some people are going to type in at the highest consideration phase, how to shave, how to, how to shave my beard, beard. They're not looking for a brand, but if your article ranks, they're like, oh, no, I found you. 
Thank you. And when once they hit your website, you can retarget them and all that. But they're like, oh, I'll consider this brand. Then lower in, they're like grooming kits or men's grooming kits to be more specific. They're like, oh, let me look at if they find you. Now they're considering. They're actually saying, I want this grooming kit versus that grooming kit. And then they're like, when they're like, buy grooming kit, or what they'll do is because they found you in those two places, they'll then surf for you directly, your brand name, company grooming kit, right? And mm-hmm. that, and then they'll come to you directly and they'll buy something, right? That, and that's how the internet works. And, you know, TikTok is the newest social things. All these platforms are search engines. Literally, you put a video on, on TikTok, you could optimize it for search. People don't think that's SEO, but it's a search engine. And, they, and, and they're even now promoting it that way, just like YouTube and Pinterest and everything else at Apple, if you have app and all that. So, so yeah, so, you know, it, it's very important um, to understand these things. I want to go back uh, now again to kind of the beginning of the company. Um, how did you guys, or how did you individually, I guess, maybe get your first customer? Um, you know, I think, I mean, we hit it off. Like, you know, I'm honest. And, and you know, and like, I built a reputation of, of, of like not taking myself too seriously. I'm a nice guy. Like, I'm not an a hole. And if I can't do something, I will tell you, I'm like, yo, I can't do that. But if I can, I'm going to do it 100%. So when you're in the trenches in advertising, you meet a lot of people, clients and all these things. And and and, um, and, and when you're honest, searching up, there's a bunch of charlatans, man. Like, they, they lie. There's a lot of that. And... And I'll, you know, I'll, I'm going to do what I said. I, I'm going to do that. And that comes again from karate. Like talking about fighting does not save you when you're in that ring. I promise you that. Like there's, there's, n- there's no half stepping, bro. Cause like, and I, I, I mean, my first karate fight was unpleasant. <laughs> it was like Polish team. And this dude, like, <laughs> I remember my sensor was like, you want to go fight knockdown, which is, the, the term because you have a mouthpiece you have a cup and it's notion guards nothing um and it's bare knuckle you can't punch in the face because because you break bricks and, and wood in karate so your hand is very much conditioned like mike dyson hit someone in the face and broke his hand because his hand is not conditioned to, to, to break things right um and and that you know and bare knuckle you know where it goes i've Stuff into this thing unqualified, but I had the heart to fight, and I hit this dude. I felt like I broke my hand, and when he hit me back, man, I had like his knuckle prints in my ribs and all that. So, long story short, talking doesn't get a customer business. So, when when and when I started, um, I was actually I had a day job, so. I couldn't start. I couldn't do anything. So my brother actually ran the consulting side of the business, and I was I was build, building the training side of the business. And and most of the time I was too busy. But people came to me to be like, "Hey, Laval, we need help with SEO." And so you know, just off of good reputation, I got we got a lot of clients. And and then I learned about sales and outbound and like you know you could pull a cold list of your your potential targets and then 
email them until they want to book a meeting or tell you to leave me alone. And that, and that's that's like a hardcore sales process, which you know you could read from um, Aaron Ross's uh, Predictable Revenue, um, which is a fantastic book if you want to stand up and build a sales process. But that's you know that that, that combination now is how we do it. So my my last question is uh, book and, and podcast recommendations, uh, and you've already like threw a few books and, and things. So uh, I'll I'll get started, I guess, on my last questions, which I ask on every episode, um, which is going to end with that question. But the first is, if you had to teach something to other marketers, what would it be? I would I would teach them how to learn, and and I mm-hmm. have a I have a I obviously have a course on that, and I'm writing a book on that because. Learning how to learn is what I actually learned in the karate school, right? And I think it's it's what differentiates me because I know how, what it takes and how to, you know, pick a skill and 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 acquire and retain that skill, right? And in marketing, it changes so quickly. Now it's like Chat GPT. How do you actually use that, right? And lowest level, you could use it for article article writing, but you know. Learning actually how to create the prompts is really important because there's like pre-made prompts, right? And now there's like thousands of these pre-made prompts. So it's like like you, you it's work just to find the right prompt for whatever you're trying to do. So learning how and and it's called, now it's called prompt engineering, like how to actually create those prompts and refine those prompts are, are super interesting. And then and learning what to use it for, like Slack just launched it to integrate and summarize like um conversations in the app there's different like article writing is what people usually graduate to but you could use it to build like mortgage calculators and all sorts of craziness so but if you don't know how to learn when a new technology comes up you're gonna be like ah oh this is you're either gonna throw shade at it and say it doesn't work or you're gonna stumble to try and figure it out but if you have built in in your process, the ability to learn. And it's very, it's learning how to learn is like karate. So if you're going to learn how to kick, you pick the kick because there's many different types of kicks. You practice the kick, right? You, you And, and you, you find a sensei. You find someone who's been kicking for years <laughs> to teach you how to kick because they've figured things out that, you know, they shorten the learning curve. So once you find that, you practice your kicks. And then, you go into competition to see if your kick is actually effective, right? And, and from a business standpoint, you launch a product to market and you take the feedback from the data and you refine it, right? But that's how you learn a skill. And if 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 I told you, oh, learn SEO, bro, like, who knows if that becomes obsolete in the future, right? But learning how to learn will never become obsolete because you're going to be able to adapt to the change um, and you and you know you build that into your um, your process instead of like a lot of people there's a big catalyst they'll lose their job and there's a bunch of tech firings right now and they'll when they lose their job then they're forced to learn for from a survival standpoint right but if you have built learning into into what you do um, and the way I've built that is every year I learn a new skill and put those skills together that increases the value, compounds the value of those skills over time, and you're going to be all right for whatever challenges come next. That was that was great. Um, 
man, I think that's just a problem in the entire world right now. Um, so I think that goes to the ends of the earth, uh, that, that type of lesson. I'll tell you this real quick, and, and I mentioned this on another podcast, like it, it's, it's again, going back to babies, how they, they're always learning, right? The, the thing too is like, if you watch it in the worst scenarios, like the war in Ukraine, you watch that there's an old Soviet system of, of, of mechanics and, and weaponry and all those things. And, you know, they're learning new West, Western systems. They're learning the new tech. They're learning, they're learning, they're learning, they're learning, they're learning. You got to learn whether it's warfare for, for survival or, or your day job or whatever. You got to learn. It's like, uh, it's just what, and, and humans are built to learn to do that. But we stifle it as a, as a society. We, st- we cap the kids and say they should learn this versus that and how to learn. And like, you know, I would I would even say it's actually even maybe even more important now because of the abundance of information that can be thrown at yeah. you, both both real information, fake information, whatever it is. Um, and now it's almost more up to you to make sure you're deciphering it properly and understanding it properly and and everything so that was no i, I completely agree Absolutely. <clears throat> are you guys uh, hiring any positions right now yeah so we're looking for an account manager to help service um we're growing so to help service our clients <laughs> and as well as like you know some paid search and social talent so yeah that's what we're looking for and out. then the last question uh book and podcast recommendations I'm gonna, I'm gonna totally. I usually don't push this into direction, but man, if you have more philosophy, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah any, any books or, or podcasts? Honestly, I forgot. There's, I forgot the author of this book. I'm, I'm ashamed. I usually have it here. What's but, describe um, it? I might be able to. It's uh the seven. Let me look it up real quick. It's the seven business principles. Uh, Seven Powers of Business Strategy um, by Hamilton W. Helmer. Seven Powers, The Foundation of Business Strategy. That book, I've read a lot of things like, like you know, um, Built Lean Startup, like all the business books. I've read a lot of them. Zero to One. Zero to One, you know, um, Peter Thiel's stuff. You know, this book is incredible for, for building really profitable, scalable, margin-rich businesses. Um, and, and he uses great, like he, he, he tells great stories and case studies of like how Netflix, you know, imp- implemented these powers against Blockbuster and like just wild, like very, very good. So you understand. And um and I read it recently. I read it before, and then I was working on my business plan for this year and, and into the future. Um, and I and I would have went down the wrong path very, very quickly. I would have, I was going down the low margin, hard to execute, hard to sell path. And now the like the business plan for for our cannabis media site, cannabis CBD and alcohol site. Yeah, we're gonna get rich real fast because the, the the moats that we have and the moats on that property protects our our main our like our, our consulting business. Like it just changes. It's like putting on glasses. Like it's like you know. Imagine oh, it's like putting on um, 
augmented reality glasses. When you put them on, you get another layer of information on the world and the things around you that you didn't have before, right? And so it changed my entire outlook on what, what from a company standpoint, we're building and launching. So. I, th- I think it's also amazing, you know, when you read something, especially the first time you get lessons, and then if you read it later at a different time of your life or a different situation of your life, right. you get com- same book, obviously, same words, mm-hmm. completely different lessons. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's kind of what yeah, you're saying. Alchemist. Every time I read that, I'm like, bro, <laughs> I should read the Alchemist. Actually. <laughs> I'm excited to read your, your future book whenever it comes. Uh, as we come up to the end of the episode, I just want to give you an opportunity to mention how people can find you and anything else you'd like to end with. Yeah, on Twitter, I'm at Mr. Chichester. Uh, go to growskills.co. Um, there's a man trying to sell me the .com, and I refuse <laughs> to suffer principle. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and you know, we, we run flavorfix.com as our cannabis, CB, and alcohol site. We just launched urbanincome.com to help minorities in, in under under um underserved communities learn how to, to improve their income and um yeah laval chester uh search on google and you'll find if you want to watch some good fights <laughs> i've not done that yet oh you'll find my knockouts you'll find like the highlight reels i used to at a very high level too like so breakdancing is going to the olympics and um in 2024 in France, so it's now an Olympic sport. But I was like, no joke. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, I could learn skills, and 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 you know, they're ran- some of them were random, bro. Like, I I, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. I said in the beginning, I I think you might be a Renaissance man. The the skill, all, all these skills. Um, but dude, thank you so much for coming on. I thought this was a fantastic episode. Um, and for those of you who learned something new from this episode, please give us a like or a follow so we can obviously continue getting the highest quality of guests. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you so much, Laval. That was great. Absolutely, Josh. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Masters in Marketing Agency podcast. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. And before we go, I just want to thank our sponsors, DevNoodle. DevNoodle provides marketing agencies with the ability to offer their clients unlimited website design, build, and management services with fixed monthly plans. If website design, development, and maintenance is holding your agency back from growing, please reach out to us at devnoodle.com, where we make websites easy, easy for you and easy for your clients, devnoodle.com.